Hey everybody, welcome to Save Our Life. I am your host, The Banana Foodie. This radio show, this podcast is all about three things. We're going to support local, we're going to learn some new things, and we're going to have a few laughs. Learning, laughing, loving, gotta love it. Gotta love your community, that's what the show is all about. The object is very simple, Save Your Life. Get out, get involved, get active in your community. Realize the community that you live in, no matter where that community happens to be. I represent the amazing, growing metropolitan that is Ocala, Marion County, here in north central Florida, south of Gainesville, north of Orlando. The fourth largest moving destination in the United States, now home to some of the largest components of industry and the World Equestrian Center, which is an unbelievable complex. Had a chance to go out there again this weekend and see some of the events they had going on there. There were some graduation events going on and had some ice cream at Miss Tilly's. Pretty, pretty amazing place. But of course, like I said, the mindset of Save Your Life, Support Local, is everywhere. Whether you live in Atlanta, whether you live in Cleveland, whether you live in San Francisco, whether you live in Germany, whether you live in Seoul, South Korea, you need to get out, get involved, see what's going on, and realize the community that you live in is full of amazing individuals. Local restaurants, local breweries, local wineries, local distilleries, Local artists, local theatrical artists, local visual artists, local musicians. Your community is, has so much talent, it's unbelievable. Uh, the premise of the show started when sitting around on a Thursday and hearing a bunch of people sitting around going, man, there's nothing to do in this town, this town is lame, there's nothing going on. Trust me, no matter where you live, there's something going on almost every night of the week, if not every night of the week. Give some love to my sponsors, Roz's Cigar Emporium, 8585 Southwest College Road in Ocala. It's a great cigar place, uh, over 800 selections of cigars and pipes. And you can uh, grab a seat in the recliner and smoke a cigar and have a beer and watch a big screen TV. I went out there a couple weekends ago and just watched some movies. and I was the only one in there, which was nice. Some, a lot of times there's a lot of group, a large group in there. You can just go out and have some social conversations. Sometimes the conversation is pretty funny. and pretty intense you get a bunch of bunch of guys and gals sitting around just you know smoking and smoking and joking as it were it's a lot of fun if you do run a, if you go in there and you uh, connect with Robert Allen have him talk to you about cigars for warriors cigars for warriors is a 5013c charity organization committed to sending care packages including cigars to troops that are deployed in combat zones overseas I also want to give some love to fishhawk spirits fishhawk spirits find them on groupon or book a tour you can search Groupon for Fishhawk Spirits or things to do Ocala you will find Fishhawk Spirits Matthew is a great guy Um, the officially the most award-winning distillery in the state of Florida it's not even close they are the number one most award-winning distillery in the state of Florida whiskey rum vodka gin absinthe whatever else he decides to create out there great storyteller great guy uh, great host and uh, when you go out there you'll Certainly get your money's worth when the uh, when he starts pouring. I encourage you all to go out there and uh, find Fishhawk Spirits. I, I love them. They're one of, one of my best friends. Great group. Of course, this show happens to exist with guests. Uh, one of the guests that I've been trying to get on for quite a while, I'm excited to finally have on, have here with me. We've connected back and forth off and on, and um, we've met on a few occasions. Actually, we just met for the first time. Uh, about a, two weeks ago, but we've <laughs> talked on several occasions. Yes. Um, he is an amazing guy. He, he's all over social media, which I love. Uh, he's the owner-curator of Nest Galleries, NEHS Galleries. He's also the marketing director of, of PixelM.com, where both of which we're going to talk about. And I want to welcome, certainly, E.J. Nieves to the show. How are you, sir? Man, I'm doing good. I, I also, um, <laughs> I always say thank you to... The, the people, the hosts that say my name correctly on the first time. Yeah, and I, yes, I really appreciate that. Uh, just because a lot of people mispronounce it. I get, <laughs> How do they get it wrong? Neves, Neves, Knives. And so, yeah, I've gotten a lot. So, first of all, thank you for that. No worries. I thought Nieves was pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Um, of course, my last name is Miller, and I've been called Myler before. So, yeah. Whatever. Um, Want an opportunity, obviously, to talk about yourself, yeah. uh, a little bit of background of where you grew up. Have you always been sort of been a Floridian, Marion County guy? And then all, obviously the path that has led you sort of to the, where you are here in Marion County now. Yeah, so I've been in Ocala for two years. Before Ocala, I was in Orlando, and I was in Orlando for uh, 17 years. I went to UCF, University of Central Florida, go Knights. And before that, I was living in... 
Shalimar, Florida, and that, so it's in the Panhandle, about uh, forty, about forty-five never, minutes from Pensacola. Never heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so you, Pensacola. Yeah. All right. So about an hour from Pensacola, but but no, um, I spent. I mean, I'm pretty much a Floridian. I, I consider myself a Floridian. I was a baby. I mean, up to like three or four years old. My dad was in. You know, he was he put in twenty years in the military. But when I was a baby, he took a lot of tours, and we were go station in different countries right. but it was like you know six months here eight months here mm-hmm. um so and then finally just kind of ended up in Shalimar, florida that's where i was raised in the panhandle went to ucf uh for college and then stayed there in orlando until i mean really to about 2019 mm-hmm. and so now i'm here in ocala kind of crash landed <laughs> uh orlando was trying to become a little new york city yeah. and the money like what it takes to just live and survive i mean i was surviving right. um you know and so in the very beginning it was okay and i was thriving and then every year you know rent would just go up a little bit more and a little bit more and then it just it just got astronomical right. so um ultimately i'm here now and you know my biggest thing is just trying to help bring the art community together um, and I do that from in a lot of different ways, whether it's trying to reach out to artists and build bridges. You know, I have a mantra called build bridges, not kingdoms. So building bridges for opportunity with other artists, building bridges of opportunity with neighboring cities, if you will, uh, to see how we can build a bridge of opportunity for artists, for example, in Gainesville or Alachua to Ocala or to uh, Lake Wells or Lakeland. And so those are some of the most recent bridges. When you talk about art, you're talking about visual art. I mean, you're visual art, yes. Yeah. I know, because art is a broad, <laughs> you know, broad stroke. I mean, you are a painter slash muralist slash a little bit of everything. And yeah. It's, it's, I've seen a lot of your work, and you've actually been hired to do some significant mural work uh, all throughout most of Florida. But the question I have is, were you are you a taught artist, or is, is it just one of those... Guys that used to drive me crazy in high school that just could <laughs> naturally draw, and it irritated me because I don't have that ability. <laughs> Are you that guy? Yeah, um, you know, I I'm kind of that guy. It started in elementary school. I was funny, you know, funny and interestingly enough, I was taught anatomy and the, the draw, you know, the anatomy of drawing a human figure uh, through comic book characters. And all that in fourth grade by a friend of mine named James Angelino, mm-hmm. and and he is cool. I actually I didn't reconnect with him. Um, I kind of found him on Facebook, and he's like an amazing sculpture, right. uh, a sculpture artist in Chicago now. So yeah, I kind of I mean I learned kind of through a friend, but a lot of the the techniques and things before YouTube University was out, you know, uh, you just kind of figured it out and practice, you, you practice, practice and practice and saw what other people were doing and you looked at comic, well, I looked at comic books and, you know, about, I got my 90s kid. So, I mean, everything from 90, uh, 90s X-Men to 90s Spider-Man, you know, a lot of that, that's where a lot of my art came from and the inspiration and like just looking at a figure and, and drawing it and practicing from what I saw. It. And then over time you blend color and all that stuff to just get oh, yeah. a better, a better uh, I mean, I've like I said, I've seen your work. It's it's amazing, and um, some of the work is you know the color is more intense than the actual imagery of it, which which to me is is I don't want to say more important, but it's certainly more eye catching. Yeah, that is definitely one of the staples of my work uh, over several years, and I actually started realizing this when I started doing kind of like a my own mini tour of mm-hmm. uh, the comic conventions. I do the whole circuit, so I do everything from. Uh, Collective Comic Con, uh, Collective Con in Jacksonville, all the way down to SuperCon in Miami, right. and everything in between. And almost ten years ago, when I started doing the comic conventions, I, I started realizing that I started realizing that a lot of the artists that were there concentrated heavily on pen, you know, pencil, mm-hmm. uh, you know, traditional pencil drawing, traditional, you know, pencil and ink comic books. A lot in the very when I started ten years ago, going to cons and exhibiting. You know, amazing, super realistic, um, anatomical drawings of you know action heroes, both made up and or those that already existed, like Spider Man right. and Batman. And so you'd walk around and you see these guys and gals, and they just kind of be sitting there. And that was the biggest thing um, was drawing commission, like commission type work. You see them on a Friday. Hey, you know, you pay them fifty bucks, and if you had like a three day pass, two day pass, hey, come tomorrow. I'll have your drawing done by tomorrow. And that was a really big thing. I remember not seeing a lot of canvas and I remember not seeing a lot of color back then. If you did see it, you would see it in prints. Right. So they would maybe draw or paint digitally right. or or traditionally ink it, 
um, and watercolor it or, or use, you know, Prismacolor markers or whatever they use to color these beautiful drawings in. And then they would then make a, a print out of it. Yeah. But it, the color really for me came from uh, Montana's shameless plug for Montana brand spray paint. The Montana brand spray paint is the, man, it's the punchiest, like it, it just, it knocks your socks off. Yeah. And I started getting into spray paint. And that's really where the colors started coming, coming in. in. It was this mixture of acrylic paint and spray paint together. And then I started bringing it to the cons. And I think really that's what garnered a lot of attention in the very beginning. Beginning, right. You know, because then, you know, two, three, four years into it, a lot of other artists started doing that. I don't want to give credit um, into the local scene, right. but I just, all I can say is when I started, I did not see canvas artwork at Comic-Con. Comic I'll, I'll just put it that way. Right. At, at MegaCon, Mega SuperCon, CollectiveCon, even Tampa, 10 years ago, you know, I, I did not see people drawing and painting on canvas. Okay. It was a very print-heavy prints and and um you they'd have these tower you know these these print towers right and with numbers beside it and you'd walk and you'd say man i want number 17 right. and they'd have a little briefcase filled with paper and they'd sell you a print for 20 bucks and and it's not to knock prints but i just remember always feeling like i you know i don't know if i if, if i could add you know if, if i could afford it maybe a 40 or 50 bucks or 60 bucks, you know, it'd be cool to take home a canvas. Right. And that's where it started. I started doing, in the very, very beginning, the canvases, um, I was almost giving these things away. Yeah. And I created a system of stenciling where I could make several of the same image over and over again. So I'd make an original for myself, and from the original, I'd make a, uh, a stencil to be able to replicate it. And I turned myself into a machine. Machine, yeah. But it was because I, I actually personally had a personal thing with prints. I don't right. know. And uh, I still kind of do. Yeah, I, I think, and maybe I'm wrong, uh, I think there may still exist, sort of, I don't want to say stigma, that's not the right word, but I'm sure there are some comic book purists that believe that traditional pencil, pen, ink is, instead of digitally enhanced or digitally created mm -hmm. imagery, is the pure comic book. Yes. Anybody can go onto a computer program and create images and pictures and, and digital. I don't say, and not, I don't say anybody because I can't, but, but there are, but it can be done. There are computer programs where you can actually create entire comic book series yes. without actually drawing anything. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the maquette, for example, I know, I mean, there's, there's software and there's, there's things that are available to us now where you can literally kind of bend a maquette digitally and, and make your own things make happen. Own thing. you know, I'm sure that exists. And I can see where that, when you think about that implementation, it makes it faster for an illustrator to create the, the work. Um, right. But then I can see where, I don't want to say old school. I mean, I, I would say traditional, you know, the traditional form of creating artwork and understanding anatomy. I can see where there might be purists that would possibly be upset or, or wouldn't right. want it to progress into that, you into know, that, that realm. Absolutely. And so I've seen, and I've seen beautiful mixture of both because now when you go to a Comic-Con, man, you see, you see all kind of stuff. You, you know, it's awesome. It's stunning. Like it's, it is very stunning what you see nowadays. They, yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. But... I mean, is comic comic book characters, and I, that's maybe an odd term. Is that your focus? I mean, you I've seen you do other things. I mean, the Phoenix, yeah. the Phoenix, and other things like that. Yeah, this is an awesome question because um, I have had. Um, we'll just I'll, I'll say this. I'm going to write that down. Awesome question. Yeah, no, that is an awesome question because of you know really part of my journey has been kind of um, trying to see how to navigate through this. We talked about purists, and I think I have at times been in circles of artists or or collectors or enthusiasts that might not necessarily understand my style or might not necessarily understand that you know comic and pop culture artwork is a thing oh it is unequivocally a thing and millions, I, millions yeah, of dollars tens mil of yeah tens, tens of, of millions. millions and i have been kind of it, I've had opportunities where people have have called me fake or mm -hmm. called me not an artist or you know sell out a sellout <laughs> or something. And the only the, the the first thing that I say for anybody that would say that about me or, or call me that, and I know that there have been people that that have. Um, I always say, you know, have you ever been to a Comic Con? You know, I, I always start there. Because if you haven't been to a Comic Con to understand 
that this exists. There is no way to, for me to even understand or comprehend how anybody can sit back and say, man, like this person is fake because they paint their own interpretations of Batman or Spider-Man. When it's like, man, that is a culture in itself. People, it brings joy. Um, it is a part of our culture, you know? And to me, I, I guess this is me too. I would never look at anybody's work and say, man, that person's fake. Or that person doesn't deserve to be well, called an artist well, because he or she is doing this or that. Well, art, art is one of the most subjective forms of expression. Yeah. And what may not be, I mean, I've been to, I love the Dolly Museum. I've been to a lot of museums. I've traveled all over the world. I've, I've been to a lot of museums and I've looked at imagery that that, that are world renowned and I've looked at them and go, get it I'm not yeah. seeing I'm not seeing like I'm just whatever uh, but I mean I would never berate that individual berate those people it's their perception and their mind and their visual visualization and their creativity and you can't really knock somebody for being creative to me that's a little disheartening to, to hear people that were criticizing you because your creativity was different than theirs I don't, I don't understand that mindset yeah me neither <laughs> and, and then it's then to take it a step uh, a step further and a step forward <laughs> to even look at my portfolio you know, I'll, I'll toot my horn for a second. I, my portfolio is extensive. Mm -hmm. You know, you share the paddock, the Phoenix, you know, or the, the Valkyrie mural, right? Yeah. I, I can do Batman and Spider-Man, but then the next day I can do an abstract piece of artwork um, that is, you know, splashes of color and color fields and paint and splatter. And then the next day I can go to paddock, the Paddock Mall and create arranged triangles in such a way that it forms mm -hmm. Wings of a Valkyrie. So it's, it's almost you, you like you have a mural that covers an entire intersection. Yes, <laughs> and, it's, and it's not Spider-Man or Batman. Spider <laughs> and so it's, it's it's so it actually makes me laugh when I hear people, whether it's around town or on social media, and they say, "Oh, you're fake," or "Oh, you're not a real artist." And I'm like, I don't I don't think that you're judging me on my artistic work. I think you just might have a personal problem with me. Look, look <laughs> I get emails. Uh, I have a great following. Uh, I showed you the numbers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We met it. We met it. Million cups. Yes. Um, showed you the data of the people that I week reach each week for yes. my social media, and it's really just really Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you talked to me a little bit about I need to get onto TikTok, and maybe I will talk about that a little later. Oh yeah. Like TikTok kill. is the thing to do. Oh yeah. Like, you'll kill. Uh, you just hit, I believe, a hundred thousand, right? Almost. I'm so Almost. close. So close. I'm at ninety five. I'm really close, man. Ninety five thousand followers <laughs> on TikTok. Wow. Uh, but. I could, you know, I, I love the people that support me, and yeah. and I think I even mentioned the other day that I actually thanked the people. I thank the people that love and support me, but I also thank the people that hate me because yes. once, once or twice a week I'll get a random email from somebody. Most of them I don't know who they are. Like, oh, you're you know you're a poser, you're a fake, you're you don't even know what you're talking about, you're not connected, you're not you're not involved in the wow. community. And it's like, I don't even know who you are. Like, why why like I don't I don't get it. Like, why? Yeah. And, and there are keyboard warriors that just feel the need to, to do what they do and it just yeah. um, I thank them because it's their like their hatred that just motivates me to want to do more. Like I like I, I get it. Like I want to I, I just want to get more involved. Like if you're gonna hate if you hate me it's because I'm doing something right, clearly. Oh yeah. Um and you now have a gallery. Yes. And I hate, we talked about this before we actually hit the record <laughs> button. Gallery is a weird weird world. Well, let me try that again. Gallery <laughs> is a weird word. Yeah. Uh, because it's a studio more so than so basically tell me about Ness NEHS yeah so so Ness at this point is um what's it mean first I know it's biblical yeah so Ness stands for no eye has seen and it comes from first Corinthians 2 9 I'll just share real quick for no eye has seen no ear has heard no mind has imagined what God has in store for them that love him I took that first part no eye has seen just because what I a lot of what I do is visual and then turn it into an acronym and you have Ness right and so Ness is the cornerstone. Um, I, you know, I, I run a gallery. COVID kind of, I know a lot of people are doing events, but I've been kind of very careful about doing events and doing shows just because unfortunately we're still kind of in that atmosphere and zone of backlash um, from the public or from social media having large scale events. And so, you know, the first show that I had there. I mean, we had almost like two, 300 people, you know, and that was during kind of the COVID time. And I remember thinking, thank God, nobody got sick, nobody got hurt, all that good stuff. But I did kind of have some self-reflection after that. And I was like, man, if we're going to keep having shows, two, 300 people, 400 people, 
the probability of somebody getting sick, even if we're masked, even if we're trying to social distance, could be high. Right. So I, I kind of slowed down, and I, and I thank God that the gallery and the studio gets that much success and that right. much exposure. But with that kind of success, kind of like Spider-Man with great responsibility or great power comes great, great responsibility. Great so, you know, I, I thank God for the great power, right, with with, this, with the gallery and, and what we're able to, what we're trying to do with that. But, then but I, don't, I don't want to mislead people when I say, when we say gallery, because they're going to think it's just a, a showplace for some of your Yeah, own. no, it's, for sure. It's, it's more than that. Yeah, no, and I appreciate you saying that because a lot of people don't know, right? And thank you for the platform. So it's, it is a gallery. And the back part of the gallery is what I like to call a dirty space. That's where the art happens. Um, I've had different artists that I represent or just artist friends of mine that also utilize that space at times. And so the back part of the gallery is a dirty space. The front space is what I would call a clean space. The representation space where we represent artists, we hang them on the wall, we sell their artworks. When we get back into doing shows, um, we'll, I'll be showcasing tons of artists, whether they're local or regional. Um, I'll start, you know, start off with there, and then Ness also, you know, Ness is like the umbrella. So underneath Ness, I've done mur- mural work. I, I do commissions. Um, I've done, you know, I've partnered with like Ocala Car and Audio and Boys mm-hmm. and Girls Club to do like live paintings for charity events. So right. I, I've done the charity side, the philanthropic side of it. I mean, I was asked to do a live painting at a wedding. So I mean, I it's a little bit of everything. I don't want to say that I do everything, but right. it's almost like a creative lab. You paint a very broad brush. Ha! Yeah. Oh, so that, was a, that was a joke. <laughs> no, so it's like, I mean, it, I think I might even start calling it like a creative lab creative because, lab. you know, a lot of creativity happens in it, and it's like a laboratory, and, if you will. And there, you know, I'm going to speak about Ocala, Marion County specifically. Uh, there are some amazing artists in, yes. in this community. Yes. It's, it is stunning how many people, how many talented individuals. And I saw it a lot. I, you know, I taught for, at Westport High School for many years, and I, I, I saw a lot of these young men and women, these creative young yeah. men and women that, like, man, you... I, you're gonna make a good billion dollars one day because you're like it's amazing some of the work that they do. Yes. Like, are you trying to find a network to connect with a lot of those young adults to to to, to see what the opportunities they have in art? Because this there's a perception that there's the starving artist, the struggling artist. Yeah. You you can create art and and be successful and endure. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. I am actually writing a book right now called The Thriving Artist and. It is, it is an attack on that stigma, the starving artist. And it's more of a handbook, if you will. It is a book, but it's more of a handbook to where the chapters will kind of be laid out where you don't have to read it in, uh, from start to finish if you need to you know, learn a little bit about marketing or learn a little bit about you know, how to you know, curate work or whatever. It'll be more of a handbook. And so, you know, I, I definitely want to connect with those. For me, the biggest piece of it was building the platform and the foundation, and that's why I've kind of I've gone so hard with my personal career because you know soon and very soon all of these uh, gates, if you will, to these bridges are about to open. Open, right? And so I have some bridges already being made in Orlando with some opportunities um, with a couple of high schools out there. Here, it's cool how it works, you know. I am not a part of the CEP, but I'll go to some of their events at times, right, right. and um, I have tons of friends that are in BNI, uh, the BNI network, and you know, so really understanding the business side of it too, to kind of be able to network and, and meet people. But in these networks, I have been able to meet with some teachers um, and even uh, administration from Marion County Schools. Nice. And so ultimately, yes, um, I used to teach. Part of you know my story is I used to teach middle school art for five years. I have a passion and desire to to teach. teach. Um, and that is a part that's kind of missing. I just, the public school system for me, it was, it just didn't work for me. Right. There was right. a lot of red tape and, and how I wanted to teach. And, and you're, you're, pre- you're preaching my, you're preaching <laughs> I, the reason, one of the reasons why I got out of the high school center, the Marion County, the school system specifically was, uh, you know, I was always recognized by, you know, my peer teachers and by my students yeah. as doing a phenomenal job. These kids connected with me and they loved me. They, we, they learned so much, like their test scores, their data, you know, my data would come back within, with information and, and results that were significantly better, not only than anybody else in the school, wow. but anybody else in the, in, the, in the board. But there was always pushback because I taught differently. Yeah. I still taught what needed to be taught, but maybe I didn't follow the format a little bit about what the curriculum map showed. Mm-hmm. So 
it was a little frustrating for people to continue to say you, you, you have to do it this way. Yeah. Well, my way's working. Why do I have to do it that way? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, I, I, they're, I'm teaching the kids. I don't, why do you mean I have to do it? What do you mean I'm doing it wrong? They're learning, right? Yep. So, uh, so that was one of the reasons why Crunchstein of the Parallel for you is um, just just wasn't me. Like, I, I felt a little, you know, just wasn't connecting very yeah. well. I just couldn't. So, yeah, so ultimately, yes. Um, the bridges are, are being built right now to be able to have an, a, a place for those kids um, that desire to grow within their artistry. So that way when they graduate high school, they have options, they know where to go, uh, mentorship programs, scholarship opportunities, and grants. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. And um, you're very active on social media. Uh, yeah. Not only the TikTok, but all of, all of the other stuff. And you are active in the community as well. You are also, in the, you're talking about writing a book. Uh, yeah. You, I was going to say there's there's some parallel here like there's <laughs> you and I there's like I have so much stuff going on I can't keep keep it straight but you're also being followed around followed around on a video component as well right <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah know, what, so what's that story okay cool yeah no so shout out to our our videographer Avo uh, shout out to Avo that is the gentleman that you see on the camera uh, follow me and my best friend Daniel Gray around and um, you know it's um it's really just an idea we always said to ourselves man. We do a lot of different things. Yeah. And how would it feel like to have a camera follow us around? And it, it was almost a joke. And then we would talk about it more and more. You know, with him, with Dan, he does a lot of, um, we joke about how I've only been friends with him for a year. And I'm 37 years old now, just turned 37 a couple days ago. Nice. So uh, I'm 37 years old. <laughs> Thanks. I'm 37 years old, and I've never, I've never signed a death waiver, right? Like, you, in order to do this activity, you have to sign a death waiver. Within the first two weeks of me hanging out with Dan, I signed about four. <laughs> you know, whether it's go-karting or I didn't know you had to sign a death waiver to go watch uh, the dirt track racing. Really? Yeah, from here, between here and Daytona. Um, I always forget, God bless it, I forget the name of that track between here and Daytona, yeah. but the, the, you know, the night, the car, the dirt track. Yeah. So you had to sign a death waiver for that and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, man, like, every, oh, I went paintballing, we had to sign a death waiver for that. And I'm like, man, I've, I've never signed so many death waivers. And so um, we we just joked about that. Yeah. And we were like, man, we do a lot of cool stuff. What if we had somebody following us around with a camera? And, you know, it might be boring, it might not, it might, whatever, it doesn't matter. Let's just try it. So... Yeah, we, we tried it, and so we, it's called A Day in the Life, <laughs> day of the life. Dan and EJ, EJ and Dan, uh, but for short, we call it a day, a day in the Life. Videos on YouTube, right? Videos on YouTube, uh, search A Day in the Life. I know there's a lot of Day in the Lifes out there, yeah. um, but it, it, it'll pop up now. We're starting to get some organic growth. And, and so. you get to see the Lamborghini. Yeah, the Lamborghini's in it. It makes some, some appearances every now and then. <laughs> of course. Uh, all right, so you talked about your buddy Dan. Yeah. You know, um, and a, that's great transition into the other component of what you do, what you've re- Recently, within the last few weeks, yes, uh, we we had the introduction, the beginning of Pixelm, yeah, P I X E L E M M, Pixelm.com, and you're the, in charge of the marketing component of that. So, can you maybe educate everybody on what what is Pixelm? Yeah, so so Pixelm is it is a local it is a local search engine. Um, we are not here to eradicate Google. But we are here to disrupt the searchability of the local market. And we're going to do that by building, you know, it's, it's Pixelum, but what I like to call the Pixelum community. And the Pixelum community is ultimately the, the, the usability of businesses, local businesses being in there, like being a pixel in the pixel commu- Pixelum community, and then also using it to search. Um, and so ultimately, there's three different plans. The first one's free. We call it X1, X5, and X10. If you go to pixelum.com, you'll see the different plans. And ultimately, it's searchability without ads, mm-hmm. without Google reviews, um, without any of those components that at times has, has trained us and form, formed our opinion of what peaks a place to go to, what right. movie to watch, what toy to buy for our kids. Um, we're, we're disrupting that. Right. And we're bringing it back to the basics. And so the Pixelum community, when you go on there, you're searching and it's it's all fair all of everybody that's in it and has a pixel a tile if you will in the community um you know they have a chance to be found right on there and when you're searching for things um you know it's attached to like a map component so you can do 5 10 25 miles out 
when you plug in your business to it, you're able to put all your information on there. Uh, your about, um, you know, description, your website, your phone number, all of that good stuff. You're able to attach all of your social media platforms on there. And it's just a way to find local fast without ads, without reviews, and to even the playing field. And, and I mean, it's a search engine. It's a search engine. That allows you to connect with the local community support. Yes. Uh, allow me, if you will, to place Deadpool's advocate, if, if, I, if that's okay. Yeah. All right. A lot of people base opinions upon reviews that they read about a particular company or a particular movie or anything. Yeah. Uh, the, do you think the fact that Pixel M, that format, that doesn't, I don't want to say it doesn't permit it, but isn't going to have that, do you think that will, do you think that's going to change the perspective a little bit? I hope it does. I hope yeah. it does. Uh, I think um, in regards to not having that component in there, right. yeah, I think it will. And just like anything else, I, I, I hate to use the word train. I don't, I, we, even as I've been thinking about this, the longevity of just talking about Pixel forever and ever, right. right? I will say this. I believe our society has been trained to Google. Yeah. Um, that's, I don't know how else we to are, put it. We are creatures of habit. We're creatures of habit. And so Googling something is Googling something. And so, you know, when we are trying to, figure out something local, a, a problem that needs solved, we want to be able to change that, Google it, and to go to Pixel. Go to Pixel. And yeah, like anything else, it'll take time, but the format will always say the same in regards to no reviews. And, right. and no, that is something that in our philosophy, you know, in our grounding, in our foundational grounding of Pixel, that'll never change. And and I love, I, I, I agree, I love that. And the reason why I love it is, I don't want others' perception, and when I talk about this a lot in the restaurant world and <clears throat> the food reviews that I do, I don't want my perception to be used as a catalyst for somebody to avoid something. Yeah, uh, I may go to a place and just not have a great experience, but that doesn't mean somebody else may not. Uh, yeah. My palate is different. My flavor tastes are different. If I go to a place and have you know a, a, an okay meal, I don't want to discourage somebody from giving it a try. Uh, so I agree. I think review, you know, minus that component, it allows people to really just find that social, that social, that local network. Yes. Um, and I love it. I, I, I was excited to go to the VIP event, I'm, and I'm going to be a Pixel M uh, uh, Pixel yeah. very, very soon. <laughs> uh, I get just, you know, got to put it all together to figure out what I'm going to say. Yeah. I took. I really took the Memorial Weekend like off. Like yeah, I did. I, I do a food. I did a food walk tour on Saturday and went out to the World Equestrian Center. And then like Sunday, I was like, I'm just shutting down. Um, but so, how can people sort of connect with Pixelam? So right now, um, we have a Facebook page. So Pixelam, you know, search Pixelam on Facebook. Pixelam.com. You'll be able to you know learn learn about it there. Sign up if you want to. And then um, we were rolling into now where the uh, the X1 will be free. And so we want everybody, so the X1, X5, and the X10, the tiles are a little different in size. Mm -hmm. um, but when you click on them, everybody's opportunity is the same when you actually click on a tile. Right. Um, but in regards to looking at the interface, there's three different sizes of the tiles. The first tile is the X1. We're changing that uh, very soon to be absolutely free to give everybody an opportunity to try it out. And while you're on the interface, while you're in the community, if, if a user so thinks that it's beneficial for them for their tile to be a little bit bigger for marketing purposes, then boom, that's it. But other than that, you know, between that and then also the amount of search words that you have the ability to plug in with your tile, right. that'll be the only differences. Right. Everything else is streamlined and there are no, there's no SEO. Somebody can't pay $10,000 to be the top tile every time. And that was the next question. That's the difference. Uh, yes. The difference is uh, when you search Google, and they, we talked a little bit about this, but like if you go to Google and you search, you know, the first couple lines are ads, people that paid yes. that for that space. Yes. Which is a little unfair to those who, you know, just want to try to find the local plumber. They don't want to find, <laughs> they don't want to find the big name plumbers or the big name mechanics. They want to find the local person. Yes. Uh, and then below that is, again, people that paid for space. Yep. Uh, you have to go to tab six or tab seven before you really get to anybody local. Yeah. Pixel M will hopefully avoid, will eliminate that which I love I love that I was excited to be a part of it and the presentation was pretty amazing you know of course the two of you well, all of you the, all of the crew that were there gave a pretty good job thank you um, it's it's so important to me because when we talk about Ocala we talk about Marion County you have seen its growth and its yes. change Are you know it's growing oh yeah <laughs> absolutely um, I have only been here for two years 
and so many people have they just tell me you know randomly you came at the right time I I don't necessarily know exactly what that means because I've only been here for two years but I think maybe they're alluding to the fact that the growth is happening now or maybe it started five years ago but I'll give a couple of examples I've only been here for two years and the two years that I've been here I've watched the Hilton get built Mm -hmm. I've seen um, oh my goodness was uh, the building next to Marion Theater get torn down and now they're about to oh, build it back to the yeah, Mellow yeah. Mushroom the, the, old, the old thrift shop yeah so the old thrift shop will be the Mellow Mushroom and then Shuck and Check is going to be on top yeah you know I've seen I've seen that grow all the announcements mm-hmm. for the new uh, businesses that are coming in the restaurants a new tequila bar that's going to be opening up um next to the Hilton which is going to be like uh, Rocco's Tacos in Orlando mm-hmm. I, I mean it's you know so many again it's just, it's funny to me because so many people still call Ocala Slocala and maybe it is just a joke but I still have people on Facebook that they'll DM me or say you know so how's it going in Slocala and I'm like <laughs> you must not really be paying attention because even with even me being kind of like understanding what's happening in the CEP and going to some of their like exceptional mornings and things like that, looking at uh, learning about numbers and stats. I mean, things like um, dollar the Dollar Tree. Yeah. They're they're literally going to have the tallest building yeah. in Ocala yeah. with their County, yeah. manufacturing, well, not manufacturing, but with their facility right. uh, that's going to be almost completely automated. Yeah. Trying, and trying to permit, I think it's twenty stories. Yes, like it's, it, it's insanity. Yeah. But then it's also awesome at the same time. Right. And on top of that, even though it's going to be an autonomous uh, type of work environment, they're still going to be able to employ five hundred people. That's right. I mean, that's insanity. It's unbelievable. So and you know, next to the Chewy plant, <laughs> next to the FedEx plant, next, next to, to the Amazon, Amazon plant, <laughs> like it's unbelievable. To so, the, expan- yeah. the expansion of the airport, yes. uh, the World Equestrian Center, uh, it's. It's stunning, and I've been here for ten years, so I've seen okay. I've seen the slocal part of it. Okay, uh, and I've talked to people. I, I continue to talk to people who are very anti-growth. Very, you yeah. know, we want our one-horse town. You know, we want it. We want it to remain this this quaint little country atmosphere. And there are places in Marion County that you can do that. Yes. I mean, you can go you can. north. You can go north to Anthony and Citra and Reddick. Uh, yep. You can go south. You can go to the Oaks. You can go to. There are places that you can go if you want to have that rustic country lifestyle. Whether you have a large piece of property, by all means, there's more more power to you. But if you want the city to grow, yeah, it, it has to grow. And I'm going to quote Kevin Sheely, who's the president of the CEP. If you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah, and, and that's 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 right. I mean, he's absolutely right. Like, if you're not that. growing, you're dying. Uh, you can't you can't remain. We are proud of the fact that we're the horse capital of the world. Uh, Two point six billion with a B of our industry is horses. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yes, so much money here in America. Like, I don't. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> like, it's unbelievable that on the west side of town, the, the money, the properties that are out there. I think growth is important. What gets lost, however, and this is kind of coming back to you. Uh, you talk about the growth of retail, you talk about the growth of business and the growth of restaurants. Uh, what seems to get lost sometimes is the growth of art, yeah. the growth of theatrical art, the growth of visual art, the growth of those mediums. Yeah. And, and I, I want you to kind of talk about, you know, how are you going to make sure that art exists? Yeah. So for me, you know, the very first thing that I think about is the intentionality, the intentionality and the responsibility of each artist playing their part. We are a community. Just like any other community, you know, there could be uh, disagreements, there could be parts of town that might not agree with other parts of town or, you know, parts of town that might seem like they're not cared for or, or what have you, you know, just when you think about community as a whole. And so when I think about it, for me, the biggest piece in whether myself or others or every every artist could is a community champion, is a community leader, an art champion, somebody that can speak up and voice their opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's cool because um, Andres Garcia is actually here too. I'd love for him to kind of chime in on this oh. p- part of it. I know he's been he's been super quiet. Uh, <laughs> I invited him to just kind of hang out, but uh, introducing Andres Garcia, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so I, I really I want him to be a part of this conversation as well. Um, I think this is a beautiful chance for me to introduce Andres. And um, absolutely. But you he's know, been so quiet. I totally yeah. No, he's been so quiet. I appreciate that. You know, I appreciate you, bro. I'm just yeah. chilling. <laughs> but I wanted. The, the first thing that I want to start with this, you know, I mean, if we can deep dive, we'll deep dive. The first thing that I want to start I, with this I conversation. Want, I, the format of this show is to have sincere, honest, open discussion. Yeah. So the deeper you want to go, man, the better. Okay. So 
to, to start it off, it is the intentionality and the responsibility of each artist. Each artist plays a role. We are all different. All of our styles are different. Even if we're realist, even if we're uh, modern artists, even if we're comic artists, abstract. even if we're abstract, we're muralist. Uh, whether we exhibit in the Appleton, or you exhibit at Nest Galleries, or you're showcasing a, a magnificent piece of artwork at Cemetery Coffee. Or if you or, set, set up a booth at the, or you, Art the Art Walk. Exactly, or if you set up a booth at the Art Walk. We are all part of that community. Nobody is better than the other. And I think the conversation starts there. Um, so I'll start it there, and then Andres, if you wanted to kind of share, you know, from there, from that place. I mean, it's 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 definitely a, um, it's de it's definitely very important as to how an artist um, is in the community. I mean, I've seen firsthand how um, how nasty it can be, and it's just like you know how your attitude, how you carry yourself, is very important uh, um, as it is to your work. You know, you can't you cannot. Um, you cannot treat everybody bad and, right. and have amazing work. And in the end, it's like you gotta you gotta be what your work represents. If your work is great, you know, be great as well. You right. know, you I like I said, you 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 carry your work everywhere you go as an artist here, and you want you want people to be able to respect you as much as they respect your work. Right. And um, you know, in the end, it's like Ocala is growing. You know, the art scene is growing, and there's there is it is tremendous because. I grew up here in Ocala, and I never knew of an art scene up until two years ago. Um, I, I came out of my cave, I guess you could say. Um, I've been drawing all my whole life and painting, and it's just like now that I'm in it, it's like it's just it's it's growing. It's tremendous. And the thing is, though, I I want the same thing for the city as well, right. and I'm doing my part because in the end, he's like, if we if we cannot if we cannot all all get together and right. get along and work side by side with each other. The city's gonna die, yeah, just right, like right. how that quote is that yeah. you just said. If we're not growing, we're gonna yeah. die. Yeah. And, and uh, every every artist is an advocate mm -hmm. for yeah. their for their specific passion, but they have to advocate and promote the others. You know, and yeah. it's it can't be a one sided, single minded mindset where uh, I am I am the greatest, and you mm. are just you know simply you know, around me. Uh, there has to be, I agree with you both, that there has to be this conversation among artists that yes. says, look, if, if we collectively are going to survive and thrive and perform and display our, our amazing masterpieces, like you said, whether it's surrealism, whether it's uh, modern art, whether it's whether it's sculpture, whether it's clay, whether it's, um, there's, there's somebody that did a steamboat uh, horse in one of the, one of the collections, um, uh, steampunk rather, <laughs> steamboat, Ste like a steampunk representation. Like they... All of that is creativity, and you yes. can't single that into one ball. It all has to sort of be, you know, oh, yeah. you have to allow everybody to sort of express themselves, but that you have to promote each other. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I want to take this moment to shout out two, two things that I, I really want to highlight for the community. One is the art walk. You know, the art walk, be it as it may, you know, I, I've heard so many thoughts on art walk and how it can be better how it's the greatest thing, how, you know, sometimes it misses the mark. I've heard a slew of thoughts on Art Walk, but it is still an opportunity that is there. It's 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 something that can be bolstered. Right. And I and I'm just sharing right now that Art Walk is an amazing opportunity for that to happen. But it, it is going to take the community and it is going to take all the artists that are involved with it as well. Like I said, the intentionality and responsibility of each artist to promote Art Walk, to go Facebook Live, right. to put it on Instagram. You know, there's a piece to artistry, just like anything, anything else, a businessman, a businesswoman, um, an entrepreneur. At the end of the day, to a certain degree, you are a businesswoman, businessman right. as an artist. And I know not every artist wants to do that. But if you're making art to make money, then you essentially are a businesswoman, businessman right. right. as well. And so there is intentionality and responsibility that comes with that. So there's a shout out to the Art Walk to offer that opportunity for anybody. Another mm -hmm. one is Olivia Ortiz with Couch Sessions. Mm -hmm. Really, when I think about, I've been here for two years, and when I think about an event, an art event that is intentional with trying to figure out how I get goosebumps thinking about this. She, Olivia Ortiz and her husband, Tony, they are supremely intentional with having a different artist, a different musical act each time 
to, to continue to push the envelope and to have people un, like see as a city like we have all of this art we have all of this music and the couch sessions um, <laughs> franchise if you will or or model business model is absolutely stunning absolutely. They, they've been I mean they've been doing it for a long time right. I've been here in Ocala for two years and it's cool because um, Andres is going to be uh, actually plugged for him he's going to be doing it this Friday nice. but when I think about a couple of events that are really like yeah we're gonna we're going to intentionally set up a platform for multiple different kinds of artists to have a chance right art walk couch sessions and couch sessions um, for people that aren't familiar, the, yeah. the way the format is sort of set up is it really just, it's a its a very intimate atmosphere of mm -hmm. a s select group. It, I mean, it's not, I don't want to say select group, but it's, um, you know, there's a limited capacity, yeah, limited, av limited availability yeah. uh, in a very intimate setting, and the focus is on the art. Yes. Whether it's the art, whether it's the music, whether the focus is on that. It's an opportunity to just sit and enjoy and experience that yeah. art. Uh, one of the lost... One of the things that's sort of lost in our community too is the local music scene. Again, yeah. another another component that's man. There's so many amazing musicians here in this community. You know, guys yes. like Ecliff and and Becky Sin and oh, yeah. and, and uh, um, God, her name just escaped me. Just ran out of my head. Yeah, uh, Chris McNeil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. tremendous guy. Um, there's so so many amazing artists. Uh, and you're right. I, I'm glad we had a chance to kind of get deep into that because art art is important. Creativity is important. Yes. The, the ability to be creative without the hindrance and the interaction and the negativity of people that perceive your creation or your creativity as negative is important. You have to sort of you have to sort of promote. I'm trying to figure out the best way to do say, uh, and you have to encourage those that have a passion. Yes. Oh, yeah. No matter what that passion. And I, wa I wanted to add something else, if, if I may. By all means. You know, and, and this, I'm just going to be honest, this is this is a challenge. Uh, this this is actually a challenge to all publications. And I, I'll, I will say that I have been blessed to be in Ocala style with my art, uh, the Ocala Gazette, uh, the Star Banner. So shout out to any and every publication in Ocala that has uh, blessed me with that opportunity. But I, what I would love to see is, is either A, a section of the Ocala Gazette. Every time, every time, and, and maybe this well, is I'm my- gonna, I'm gonna tell you, well, go ahead. Yeah. And then I'll yeah. tell you my little secret. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and, and I could be completely wrong, right? So I don't wanna be off base or anything like that, but definitely, um, whether it's the Ocala Gazette or, you know, I definitely like uh, Style Magazine and, and I know Ocala Mag, uh, you're able to, you're able to email artwork. So I know that for sure. But I, it would be awesome to, to be in, in a place where you just see it all the time. You see articles all the time. Um, whether it's a write-up on, on someone local, you know, like, like Andres or Teddy or Mel or, you know, whoever. But it's just something that you see every week. Right. It would be fantastic. Well. Now that you said that, yeah, I'm going to share my little secret. <laughs> I actually have been connecting with a, a gentleman that works for Ocala Star Banner, through Gannett. He's actually part of the Gannett Publications, really? which is the larger entity. Yeah. And I, he wants me, I am going to be that local spotlight guy. Really? Uh, he, he wants me to start submitting so articles good. about local... What's going on local in the community? And I will first first thing I want to talk about was fish art. You know, the, yeah. the most award winning distillery. Uh, years ago, the arts and leisure section was sort of taken out of the Ocala Star, uh, the the paper. Yeah, uh, it wasn't a big component. There, it exists now, but it's mostly like what's going on at OCT and, blah, blah, mm -hmm. and what's going on at the Riley, and you know, it's which it's, is also great. It, which is great, but it's segments of yeah. basically it's a calendar of events. It's yeah. not. A connection of who who is who and, and what yeah. music yes. really. Uh, so I'm glad that you mentioned that, and I wanted to share that. That's really cool. uh, that's an opportunity that that I am currently still in the process of sort of having that conversation 
where I want to be that weekly writer that puts in a segment in, wow. in that paper um, to in, to encourage people to see what's going on in the community. He wow. he knows the following that I have. We had we met at Cemetery, which is a, one of my favorite places to go. Oh yeah. Um, I think I actually posted the picture, uh, your photo, your mural from of Cemetery yeah. online, and that was actually the day we were having the meeting. Knock on wood. That's hopefully, cool. Hopefully that's, that's going to actually happen. And yeah, and, and that and I say and I say that lovingly, compassionately. Mm-hmm. Respectfully, you know, because to me, you know, a thri- a thriving, <laughs> and you two will be on the list. That'd be cool, you know. And I, and I don't need to be on the list, you know, because I, you know, I, I thank God for all the opportunities. You know, now I want to see, I want to see everybody win, right. you know, and that that's why I do, why I do, and that's why people see my face on Facebook as much as they see it is because I want to be top of mind because ultimately I am building that platform for all right. of us, you right. know, and that's, you know, that's the only way that I know how. Right. Everybody has a role to play. I just so happen to love social media, um, and I feel like that's my role to play. Right. You know, maybe there's other parts to play that they're not my role. You, you've got to teach me the other social media, like the TikTok. Stuff. Oh no, I got you. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we're going to talk. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk off the air about some other opportunities because yeah. I know that uh, you and Daniel and some others have talked about you know using me for some voiceover stuff. We'll we'll talk about. Yeah, that yeah. Later. Uh, always get always get the opportunity or give the opportunity for my guests and you both now can actually yeah. since you both have been talking um, to really sort of promote themselves yeah um, how people can find you what you're currently doing you know social media stuff all of that you know where people can connect with you and then I you know sort of the last word the last yeah. minute or so to really just anything that you want to get out there and put out there that you feel is in your heart and <clears> you want to <throat> express. Um, you know, I can start with you, EJ. And- yeah, no, guys, I just, um, <laughs> I, I wanted to share this, you know, I'll close out with this. I, I personally have, my life has been a, a roller coaster. And, you know, part of my story, if, if you follow me on social media or not, I know this is a brand new platform and there's, there's a lot of people that are going to listen to this that don't know me. You know, I, I was homeless for quite a while. And first of all, I'll say that, you know, God was on my side. I prayed a lot. And I thank God for that. But I also say this, surround yourself with people that will help you grow. I think that's kind of the the theme of this Mm -hmm. show today. If you're not growing, you're dying. So if you're not surrounding yourself with, you know, whether the people that you talk on the phone with all the time, the people that you're texting with all the time, the people that you grab a beer with or you grab a coffee with, if those people aren't helping you grow, what are they doing, right? right? And... I don't know. I just really feel led to share that as my closer. Make sure that the people that are around you, you know, they love you just as much. You, They love you just as much as you love them. And you're they're pouring into you just as much as you're pouring into them in life. Because life is hard, period. Right. It's, it's hard. But I will say that the people that, that surrounded themselves around me and I allowed to surround around me, they pulled me out of homelessness. They got my feet on the ground. They encouraged me to work hard and to get myself back in the workforce and, and figure it out until I can finally be a full-time artist again. Right. You know, that's, those are the people that I really try hard to surround myself with. So that, that's my closing thought. Surround yourself with greatness, surround yourself with love, surround yourself with people that will sharpen your iron um, so that you can walk around in confidence uh, in this life because life is hard. But when you have those people around you, you can succeed. <laughs> and uh, my social media stuff, official Ness all the way across the board, from Twitter to uh, TikTok to Instagram, all the way to Facebook, and um, official N E H S. Official N E H S. That's <laughs> me. Uh, shout out to Pixelum.com. I am the marketing director there, so I'm definitely going to plug Pixelum.com. And, and all of those links will be on the podcast and on the social media sites that these go to. So I'll make awesome. sure all of that going on there. Uh, is it Andres? Andres. Uh, I rolled my heart. There you go. You got it. Um, <laughs> Andres Garcia. Um, I'm. I also go by the Laughing Artist. So it's just. Um, it's just a mantra that you know you laugh through all through life and have good. Just have good vibes. My know? hashtag is Save Your Life. There we go. What it, yeah. what it is. And um, that he basically said everything that I was going to say. I think. <laughs> um, but it's it's amazing that um, you know. I'm, I mean, I just came here to just to hang out. But it's awesome that I had this opportunity to speak Absolutely. and to talk about the local art scene and yeah. and what you know EJ has done and um, what the future is is gonna you know be. It's it's yeah. it's tremendous that Ocala is growing. It's it's just I love this city. I don't plan on leaving anytime soon, and and I'm gonna be part of the growth. So Absolutely. it's just um, I look forward to the future. I love it. I love so, it. I love it. Um, it I'm gonna. 
it's interesting because on the way here, uh, listening to my one of my favorite radio stations, uh, they talked about a study that came out yesterday about how COVID uh, has changed changed people's perception of the social network of friends that they have. Mm-hmm. If there's anything that COVID has taught them, it's according to the study, is that they realize they don't need such a wide circle. People, people don't people that weren't part of their community that maybe they only talk to once in a while that maybe that you know like they only had a beer with maybe once every six months or yeah. so uh, they realize man they don't they're not part of the circle that I need so yeah. one thing I don't know if it's a positive but something that has come out of COVID is that everybody has sort of realized that they need their narrow they need their circle a little bit narrower and full of people that like you said are going to actually promote you and encourage yes. you and it's a two-way street if 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 you're promoting them and they're promoting you, it works. It's it's amazing. So yeah, it's, I just thought it was interesting that you mentioned that on the day that that study actually came wow. out. That that you know people are realizing that you don't need a vast network of people that you kind of know. You yes. really just need a group of people that you really oh, yeah. know. That oh yeah, it's that, it's true. Wow. But, you know right. who your your circle is is very important. Right. I learned that early on, especially being around EJ. And Dan and uh, you know Kyle Artman as well, and it's just um, you know, it's it's without them, you know, I wouldn't be shaped to be where I am right now, and it's just it's tremendous because I think I you know I closed down a lot of friendships I, or old friendships that I had that were toxic, yeah. and um, doing that and surrounding myself with men that have goals and kept pushing every day and encouraging you. It, it literally helped out and you know make a better it made a better yeah. me yeah, right. so it was it's, um, it's tremendous and, and you know I don't know if you know much of my story a little bit but I too came from the path of homelessness I lived at wow. the, you know homeless on the streets for a few days had a great had an opportunity as a veteran to get into the Ritz which is a homeless transition yeah. veterans transitional housing facility for homeless vets so I, it's weird for me to say the word homeless because I actually had a place to go yeah but I mean I, it wasn't a permanent residence and I was still mm-hmm. basically classified as, as homeless I had, yeah. had no income I had I mean had nothing and it was there that I realized man I've got to do something and that's when I went to school and, and wow and, and amazing. Got, got back on my path and you know, I did my associate's degree in less than a year. Took seven classes a semester. Like, like started wow. in started in January and graduated in December of the same year. Wow! For my, for my two year degree. That's good. <laughs> right. See, <laughs> see, that's that's it's all possible. Yeah, yeah, it is. And then now, you know, I'm just started today. I just started my other my next MBA class. I'm working on my MBA. So. Wow! Congratulations. Um, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> it's the it's the mindset people always yell at me about. Man, you got so much going on. Man, you got you got you working full time. Plus, you're doing the the podcast. Plus, you're doing all the foodie stuff. Plus, you're doing all the connections, and then you're doing the MBA class, and you're doing all this stuff. Man, you got to take a break. I'm like, I, my brain doesn't stop, man. No, I can't. I can't do can't. it. I can't. Like, I can't. People I can't, like us, we don't yeah, stop. Yeah, I can't. It's, it's, I don't know what it is, but I can't. I, I lay in bed at night, two o'clock in the morning, going, "All right, how can I do that? How can I?" Yep, do that's that? me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How can I do this? That's amazing. Uh, thank you both for the opportunity yes. to chat. I love it. I love the opportunity. Uh, you are, are amazingly connected in this community, and and I love the fact that you promote the same mindset that we have um, I want to can make sure that we continue to obviously stay connected in yes. the future and, and do some things because I love how the mindset that we share that Saver Life is the path of realizing that you, you everybody's on this planet for a short period of time treat everybody with love and respect realize the community that you live in needs your support the large chain restaurants they'll mm-hmm. I get it they serve a purpose they employ young men and women I, I don't knock them but it's the local places that need your love. Local artists, local restaurants, local yes. breweries, local wineries, local musicians. Don't go to Bed Bath & Beyond and pay $60 for a painting when you can go to find a local artist that, yeah. will, that will paint something creative and specific to you. Yes. You can actually say, I want you to paint me this, and they'll, and they'll do it. Uh, you don't have to go to Kmart or Walmart and actually get something like that. Uh, same with music. There's a lot of great local musicians that sell their albums. Oh, yeah. that, uh, want to give some love, obviously, to Roz's uh, and Fishhawk Spirits, great promoters of mine. And, uh, I, I Save Our Life, like I said, it, I want people to realize and the purpose of the show is to get people to connect with people in the community, find out what's going on, 
don't sit at home on a Thursday or Friday or Saturday night and go, man, there's nothing to do. This town's lame. There's nothing going on. Because I'm telling you, there's always something going yes. on. You have to get out. You have to get involved. Uh, you have to get involved. Even if it's just giving up an hour of a week and getting involved in a charity, it is so impactful to you and it is so impactful to the charity. You know, if you can spend an hour reading to kids or if you can spend an hour, you know, packing goodie bags for, for veterans or whatever, it helps Every little bit helps, and, it, and you're going you're gonna to feel the love, and you're going to appreciate it. So I'm going to obviously end the show with the same thing that I have been doing. I've been working on something, my closing statements, and it's been a little rough. Uh, but uh, those of you who know me, I have a very passionate about a couple things. One, stop flipping and squishing your hamburgers. That drives me crazy when I see people constantly flipping and squishing their hamburgers because it drains all the juice, the delicious goodness out of it. Stop calling it shepherd's pie when it's actually cottage pie. Uh, those of you who know the difference, you know the difference of shepherd's pie and cottage pie. Also, uh, ranch dressing does not go on everything. Stop coating everything you eat in ranch dressing. It's another thing that drives me crazy. And remember, save your life.